Monday, August 3rd, and the Vegas Golden Knights make history, skating out for the Stanley Cup playoffs in August. Today, the 2020 Stanley Cup qualifiers welcomes the top team in the Pacific Division to the 24-team NHL tournament. Hello, this is the VGK Daily Podcast, and this is game day as the Golden Knights face the Dallas Stars this afternoon in Edmonton, the opener for both clubs. I'm Darren Millard. To be joined by the television voice of the Golden Knights, Dave Gosher, in just a moment. But first, let's set the scene. Eight days after arriving in the Hub City and settling into the bubble, the Golden Knights will attempt to build on a strong performance in the exhibition win over Arizona. Now, because Vegas had posted one of the four best winning percentages in the Western Conference at the pause, the Golden Knights escape any elimination scenario in the qualifying round. Instead, the VGK join St. Louis, Colorado, and today's opponent, Dallas, in a round-robin set of games that will reward the club with the most points over the three games with the top seed for the first round of the playoffs through the Western Conference Final. The teams will be ranked one through four and will face the four teams that advance out of the best-of-five qualifying series. Vegas was number three in the points percentage ranking, meaning the Golden Knights can improve its seeding position by as much as two spots. And that's why Pete DeBoer and his players are out to do more than just dip a toe in the playoffs this week. The coach, after Ryan Reeves and Nick Cousins, on the quest for success out of the gate. You fight during the regular season for the top seeds so you can play the bottom seeds and, and hope that it's a little bit easier series on you. And so... I think going into these, I know a lot of people have been talking about, you know, it's going to be like a feeling out, just kind of tune-up games. I don't think we're treating it like that at all. I think we want we want to win all three of these games and get the top seed. So we can, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to coast past any of these teams, but you definitely want uh, the lower seeds in, in these first rounds. Yeah, I mean, he said it pretty much bang on. Um, I mean, I feel like these games are really important, not only um, – as a team, but individually, you want your game to be at the the highest level possible, and, and these games are, are are crucial. I mean, we want to give ourselves the best chance possible, and, and we want that top seed. The parity in the NHL uh, is such a difference between team number twelve and team number twenty four uh, is very tiny, and it's a matter of getting goaltending, or your one of your special teams gets hot or cold. Uh, with winning or losing every night, especially with no home ice advantage. So um, I knew these three out of fives would be, you know, literally dog fights uh, right from day one. And you're already seeing, I think there was two 12 seeds that, that, that won game one. So, uh, you know, you're happy not to be involved in, in that. You're happy you get a little more runway before uh, your first uh, series. And you're happy that that first series is a four out of seven. Beyond avoiding any type of elimination situation in the first week, the other luxury for DeBoer and company is getting both netminers in action. Robin Leonard will start in goal against the Stars today, playing his fourth career game for the Golden Knights. The round robin also buys some time for Max Pacioretty to heal. DeBoer says the forward is on the horizon, but won't play against the Stars. The team will go with the same lineup, outside of flipping the goaltenders, that was used in the exhibition game, which means... Nick Cousins, who produced three points in that win over the Coyotes, remains with Alex Tuck and Nick Waugh. Cousins will play more wing with this group than he does on the fourth line with Ryan Reeves and William Carrier, but he likes the chemistry of the Waugh unit. Here's Cousins 
with some chirping from Reeves, and then Nick Waugh on the emergence of that third line. As a centerman, you have more responsibility um, in, in our own end. And, and I mean, you got to be good on faceoffs as well. And then um, as a winger, you're kind of um, you kind of have less responsibility. I mean, you're 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 stopping and starting a lot more being a winger, whether as a centerman, you kind of can keep your speed and and, and sort of glide and, and support the puck all over the ice rather than um, as a winger, you kind of have to go over towards the puck and, and slash and support the puck that way. So. So um, I don't try and change my game, though. I just try and stay consistent as possible. It's a big difference between your plans with Ryan Reeves or Alex Tuck, though, too. So, yeah, he changed his game. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> we play the same style. We're three uh, um, guys that play fast, like to go on the forecheck, uh, get under these, and uh, um, we have a really good chemistry. We, we had a couple of practice uh, in training camp and now uh, the exhibition game. So uh, I think we play the same way. Nick Waugh's value as a right-handed center is huge, but so is Cousins' ability to slide up and not only fill a spot, but produce on that third group, lessening the impact of Pacioretty's absence. Once again, Pete DeBoer. Depth is everything come playoffs. And, uh, you know, I was talking to to, uh, Kelly and George, and, you know, the reason we got Nick Cousins was exactly this type of situation, Patch you know, is dealing with something and isn't ready. And, you know, so you have a guy uh, that has the skill set to be able to jump into the top nine and, and, uh, and play with offensive players, you know, that that's, that's depth that, you know, you might not have during the regular season that you have to trade for at the deadline in order to add to your group, you know, anticipating a long playoff run and, and the injuries that go with that. The group will lean on more of that depth as the games accumulate. A championship is the goal. That may sound obvious, a no-brainer, but not all 24 teams realistically have those hopes. Some are just trying to gain some experience. Others trying to capitalize on squeaking in and take this thing as long as they can go. The fact that we can even talk about a Stanley Cup playoff run, however, after the experience over the last four months is not lost on the team. DeBoer admits there are many emotions entering game one against Dallas. Excited, emotional, um, but I think most importantly relieved, um, you know, and this group deserved an opportunity to compete for a Stanley Cup based on, uh, you know, how they turned their season around and how we were playing going into the pause and how we were peaking at the right time and, Um, You only get so many of those opportunities. So, you know, had we not got the opportunity this year, it would have been a shame, you know, that this group didn't get that chance to compete for it. So, um, you know, my biggest uh, uh, feeling is is just relief that, you know, we've gotten to this point and it looks like, uh, you know, we're going to get a real opportunity here to finish this. You know, having been on a couple deep runs, uh, you know, you need more than just confidence in your group for that. We're going to need some things to go right. We're going to have to stay healthy. We're going to have to get some bounces. Goalies are going to have to be good. We're going to have to make sure that we win the special teams battles on a lot of nights. You know, there's a lot of things when you look back at a deep run um, that that you have to uh, be on the right side of. Uh, Having said that, uh, you know, this group healthy um, and with how we've been playing both prior to the pause and what I've seen coming out of 
the pause through training camp and one exhibition game. I like our mindset. I like our depth. I like our game. Uh, you know, I would put it up against anybody. As promoted on the marquee, uh, we are joined by television play-by-play man Dave Gosher, who goes back to work today calling uh, an actual game. You must be excited about this. It's about time. I mean, I'm overly well-rested <laughs> at this point. So, yeah. I, no, I'm excited about it, Mallard. I think that uh, – and I think for all of us that are involved with the team and around the team that – you know, if you think back just how long it's been, back to March 9th, right? We were in mm-hmm. Edmonton, and, and Shea Theodore scores an overtime to win that game and came home for, I think, a day and then went to Minnesota, and then everything changed. So, yeah, I think it's very exciting to be able to, to get back at this and, and certainly for the Golden Knights standpoint, a, a team that uh, you know, I think we all feel has a legitimate shot. And, and it starts today with what are three important round-robin games. You mentioned three important round-robin games. I've been uh, slightly perplexed at all the questions about how these teams in the round robin, both in the East and the West, are going to approach this. Because it really does open up a great route through the Stanley Cup playoffs if you perform well. Yeah, and I think that, um, look, any coach would probably tell you candidly that you're going to have to beat a lot of good teams to win it. But why not improve your chances the best you can, right? And, you know, Pete DeBoer mentioned in our little chat with him yesterday that, where else do you get a chance to make up eight or ten points in the standings in a five-day period? You know, when the pause happened, the Golden Knights were third in the West. They win a couple of games or they sweep all three games in this round robin. They could, they'll be the first seed in the West. And, you know, you want to have the most favorable path possible to get at least to the West final, if not the cup final. So, well, what Philadelphia did yesterday yes. uh, against Boston, stepping yeah, up. No question. So, I mean, these are these are important games. And I, I think I like their mindset, and they've kind of talked about this from the beginning of camp. This wasn't, okay, we're going to play an exhibition game, and then we'll kind of ease into the round robins. No, that's not their approach. And, you know, what we saw in the exhibition game against Arizona the other night, I mean, right off the bat, they, they were able to get to their game. And, and uh, you know, we asked Pete yesterday, what signs would you be looking for early in the game today and he said making sure that we're able to dictate what we want to do and how we want to play let's not see how um, our opponents are going to play us or Dallas is going to play um, play the Golden Knights Monday so yeah I think if any indication that Arizona game they were ready right at the drop of the puck and it and it led to good things for them this is a a veteran team Uh, this is a team that is in Edmonton to win a Stanley Cup Uh, so what do you expect to see out of them in in the first couple of periods today because they are wise and you don't expect to see any panic but you also wonder you got to got to create some urgency too because that that comes with youth yeah i think to be on their toes right off the bat but i think it's you know they and i'll be curious to see look they they're missing their top scorer max patcheretti and that's not that cannot be overlooked, but I think they hope that the depth they have in their lineup is going to compensate for that. I'd like to see again, you know, I've looked a lot, Mallard, at that third line of Cousins, Wah, and uh, Tuck. You know, they were terrific against Arizona. I think they were combined for seven points and a plus six or something right around that area. Can they be a difference maker for them? You know, Tuck, a young guy, it's kind of been a lost regular season for him. Uh, Wah, it seems like every time they plugged him in the lineup, good things happen. And Cousins, who's got that edge to his game, but you know can also play in a, in a top top nine role. So I'd like to see if that line can be a difference maker and can they compensate for the loss of, of their top scorer. When you mentioned Cousins, uh, Tuck wasn't in the season opening lineup. Chandler Stevenson wasn't with the Golden Knights at the start of the season. Robin Leonard uh, on the ice. Nick Waugh wasn't there. You've White got Cloud. Zach Whitecloud. 
there's a, a lot has changed from the start of the season and the head coach. Yeah, and I guess credit where credit's due to, you know, to George McPhee and Kelly McCrim and uh, uh, Alec Martinez would be on yeah. that list as well, right? I, I think that, you know, they were able to address certain needs. Um, and then as the season wore on, I think they realized, you know, there were certain areas they, they certainly needed to strengthen. Third line left wing, top 4D, and another goaltender. And to their credit, they were able to, to address all those things. But even more than that, I mean, the, the Nick Waugh trade were kind of up and down most of the season in the American Hockey League. And, you know, right before the pause, he jumps into Mark Stone spot on that line and and pays instant dividends. Um, it just seems like most of the moves they've made, Zach Whitecloud coming in and really helping settle down, not settle down, but provide a reliable third pair with Nick Holden. And then Robin Leonard, who's, you know, a perfect 3-0, and knock on wood, with the Golden Knights. So, yeah, I think their depth, and they're going to need it if they're going to, to win 16 games and win the Cup. That depth at some point is going to have to shine through. We are on the air pregame show at 3 o'clock, and then you and Shane will take over just after 3.30. Uh, you are calling it from Studio 31 at City National Arena. What will that be like for you? Strange, <laughs> to say the least. No, but I think Mallard. Look, it's uh, and I've I've kind of tried to keep a close eye on a lot of these broadcasts through the first exhibition games and then the first few days of, of be it you know the qualifiers or the round robin. And so, I, what have you noticed? Well, what I've noticed is, I I seem to be able to tell when an announcer is calling it off a monitor and when they're actually in the rink. Um, because if if I'm watching it on TV and I'm not really sure who's got the puck and he's not really sure who's got the puck, <laughs> that's not good. But anyway, I think what I but I will say this, it has been, I think, a, a terrific made for TV event. I think, you know, kudos to, to Steve Mayer and the whole crew at the NHL and their whole content crew of just making this of hiding basically 19,000 seats in Toronto and Edmonton and making it feel like it's an intimate setting. Uh, for a hockey game. So, no, I, I think, look, the things to me are you're not going to be able to kind of see what's away from the play too much. The energy of the building you get, even if even if it's you're on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's OK. You know, I think the excitement of, you know, these are the playoffs. I know they're Ron Robbins, but these are, in essence, playoff games. And, you know, these are the games you want to do. The hardest part that I've been able to tell is when the puck goes in the net. Sometimes you just can't see it, and there's no crowd to let you know, to give you that indication. That's that's the only real awkwardness. Yeah, and I guess if... If you do what I do, you're just hoping it's a clean goal, right? <laughs> yeah. And that it's obvious for a dummy like me that it goes in. But no, it's, um, you know, it can't come here quick enough. I think we've, uh, you know, all of us have been longing for the return of sports for a long, long time. So here it is today. Gary Lawless and uh, Dan Duva have the call on the radio side. Shane Knighty along with Dave Gosher on AT&T Sportsnet as we bring you coverage of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, return to the playoffs, third straight year for an expansion team, uh, only been done once with the St. Louis Blues uh, back in the uh, in the early '60s or late '60s. Uh, thanks for doing this and uh, and have fun today. That this, I mean, I can't tell you what how bizarre it is, but also how much fun it is. And I apologize for the drilling uh, upstairs. I've got somebody working on my air conditioner. No, not a problem. If you get some functioning air here in the studio, that would be terrific. But maybe next time. <laughs> it's a little sticky <laughs> in the home studio for the uh, VGK Daily. Uh, appreciate it. Enjoy. You bet. So now we focus on the Dallas Stars and the opening game of the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, Dave. And this is an opportunity to establish a presence in this postseason. Face-off just after 3.30 Pacific time. 
Join us as we set things up on both television and radio, the VGK Radio Network and on AT&T Sportsnet on the TV side. Working our way towards the face-off and the return of the Vegas Golden Knights for the first time since the early days of March. We'll have full stories coming for you tomorrow on the VGK Daily, recapping this game, as well as tell you what lies ahead and an update on Max Pacioretty. I'm Darren Millard. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the game.